Greetings, this is James Gillen with As You Wish Talk Radio, also simulcasting on ESETI Stargate. And uh, there's a lot in the news right now that we're going to skip because I have such a great guest on. I want to get into it. There's so much information. And uh, we have Elena Danan, and she's a contactee, experiencer since early childhood. She was born in France. She's an archaeologist, Judas, shaman, energy and sound healer. She worked as a field archaeologist for 20 years, mainly in Egypt for the CNRS and the Egyptian Ministry of Antiquities, balancing both her scientific education and work. Uh, experience with her natural psychic and cognitive abilities, Elena narrates with simplicity the incredible adventure she was privileged to live. So without any further ado, I want to bring Elena on the show. Are you with us? Hi, James. <laughs> I'm very... Um... Glad to be on your show. Thank you very much. Yeah, we've had, I, I'm listening to your connections. And I've had a lot of past lives as a druid uh, too as well. So it's kind of interesting. I have memories of Stonehenge and what happened there. You used to be able to throw balls of energy there, you know. And, and when I was there, there was two, there was a dark druid and a light druid. There was both and we shared. And there's a little bit of competition between the two. It's kind of interesting, but uh, uh you know, it was, it's a long story. I won't go into that, but I'd like to hear, love to hear about your story. The, now you had a, a super soldier. You talked about he was working at some of the bases, Area 51, and, uh, and went out on, on contracts, I guess, to take out some nasty beans here and there. I'd like to go over that story a little bit. And then, and then unfortunately, he was killed right after the, the show aired. Um, you know, it, it's it, that unfortunately has been happening on a regular basis right now. And the game is up the ante's up and, and I've had things appear to me. I've never seen before trying to take me out, but luckily I have some friends in high places that, that uh, step in and, and take care of business. So it's, it's been, I'm not really worried about it. I've already died a couple of times anyway. So, so uh, that's probably the worst thing they would want is me outside of my body you know, and, and looking for them. But anyway, I'd like to hear about that. Um, I know, let's go back to what got you into this field. I, I'm sure as a child, you probably had a lot of experiences and then developed from there. Yeah, so um, first I was uh, gifted with psychic abilities, which is inherited from my mother bloodline. Uh, it's a line of uh, shaman um, traditional women from the Baltic Sea or area. So um, I, I've had this, this in my in my in my yeah, abilities in my bloodlines, mm -hmm. and the bloodline is important because that the ETs go by bloodlines, yeah, especially the gifted ones. Um, and so um, when I was my earliest memory, as ET encounter was when I was a toddler, and so young I couldn't even speak yet. So I was uh, abducted by benevolent aliens who were tall greys, but not really greys. They were mm -hmm. Agaroth. They're part of the Council of Five, and they are looking after my bloodline. So they were just checking me out. Then at the age of nine, that's the, the, the core of the, the, the story. I was abducted by malevolent ones, small greys, from Zeta Reticuli, um, and they abducted me for the hybridization program, as so many, many 
people and so many kids. I was nine, only nine, so they were preparing me. Yeah. Uh, the process was interrupted by um, a rescue. Mm -hmm. A rescue from people from the, the Galactic Federation. They were saying they were from there and uh, tall Nordic style type beings. Uh, knowing that in the category Nordics, there are so many different races and all have different agendas. Mm -hmm. And so we need to keep that in mind. So these ones were benevolent. They rescued me from these greys, took me on board their ship, healed me. They tried to remove the implant that the greys had already put in my, my body, in my head. But the way it was uh, put, it was a tracker, of course. The, where it was put, it was uh, difficult to remove it straight away because it would have damaged me. I don't know in what way, but it would have damaged my brain, they said. Yeah. So in emergency, uh, because it was a tracker, <laughs> in emergency, they reattuned it to their frequency. They hacked it and they retuned it. So since that moment, I could hear them. Well, not hear them. I was hearing them, but I mean, understand what they were saying, understand their language. And from this moment onwards, all my life, I was attuned with them. They could contact me anytime. Uh, so they brought me back. Um, and I've had several other contacts, physical contacts, uh, during my teenagehood. Um, mm. I did a 14, 16, 18, uh, maybe 21 or 22, um, 25. Uh, it was regular contact. They, were, they would take me on board the ship physically and um, teach me things, show me things. We, we became really, really close. And uh, one day they left, they had to leave. They came back in 2018. And that uh, was an important moment because they were coming back for what was going to happen for Earth, they said. And that at that moment, they activated me. Yeah. I would, I would love to get into that. What what were they saying? I We've received a lot of information that's very similar, but uh, how did they see this turning out? I mean, right now it's a it's a full on war between good and evil, and you know people say it's political war, and it's not really. It's beyond that. There's an unseen, unseen influences at play here, and and uh, I'd love to get you know what they had to say about this. Well, what they have to say is that there is so much more at stake than our small little tiny planet at the fringe of one arm of this galaxy, you know? Yeah. Why, you know, why would people from all the galaxy come and try to save us? I mean, <laughs> why would they come and die uh, for us, uh, fight the two most evil and powerful empires of this galaxy, the Orion group and the Sikar? reptilian group empire i mean there's a re reason for that it's because from the fate the outcome of what's happening now depends the fate of the galaxy because um you know what what they told me it's that the andromedan council which is one of the, the groups yeah. benevolent groups had foreseen uh, that um the earth was going to be in trouble very soon and that from this trouble uh it 
would have repercussions on the whole galaxy, but not as something etheric or frequency, no, no, something really solid, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. uh, a, a, an alliance of dark, different dark groups yeah. and the earth that they would push to become very dark. But they have started already, you know, as it's a long story and, you know, mm -hmm. probably a lot about it as well. So. Yeah, it's interesting. Now the Andromedans, um, it seems like there's different races coming out of there. There's the blue race of beings and they seem to have a fascination with glyphs or something, even tattoo glyphs on them and things like that. And and then there's the the eight to 10 foot tall magnetized light beings that have the, they look like wings. They look, they're mythologically known as archangels, but they have these big energy bands coming out of their back. And when they come into this, dimension they feather back and they look just like wings but they don't really flap their wings they just appear wherever they need to is are those the groups that you're connecting with or i have i haven't connected with these ones but the blue ones you you um, you describe are the the zenae or the eyes uh from uh -huh. the zena planet um they in fact they, they are those who mainly uh, lead the, the 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 council although it's a council there's not really someone at the top but they are they play an important role uh, i would say uh, the andromedan council um it it's about 140 races species i mean species yeah. cultures i will say cultures 140 uh -huh. cultures that are the most spiritually evolved in this galaxy yeah so it's like council of elders you know um, yeah they're one step away from creator you know from yeah from, from being non-physical yeah. they're they're uh, about as high as you can get the uh um yeah we just recently connected with a group of the lion beings but it's a council and they call them the i think it was haliha is what they called themselves and they're like the the top protectors, you might say. I, I mean, they, I've called them in a couple of times with some really nasty situations and the presence was like, but uh, it was thick when they came in. It was so powerful. And it felt like, like Archangel Michael showing up or something like that. It was intense. And, uh, and we had a really troubling situation. I can't go into it with some friends and, and, uh, some major spiritual warfare going on. When they showed up, it was over. It was like, instant game over you know i said man i i gotta i gotta keep working with these guys you know because they don't they don't mess around and they're the the seventh dimensional ones come from sirius from that section but they're in they're in um um oh god I'm brain farting what uh lyra they're in lyra as well yeah that's that's the the origin point point of origins of all they 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 you know the laan, laan beings this 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 feline beings well, the pronunciation is different and i say it yeah. wrong and <laughs> that's very difficult huh? um to to really get the right but well, okay the i heard it like as laan and it's really sound like li lihan as you say you know so we are yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyway that part right it's not, not important what's important yeah. to know is that uh they they escaped the lyran system at a stage to send they send spread colonies all over the the, the quadrant where yeah. they were um and so there are so many of them and some of them has really shift even densities they they are master geneticists they are fantastic they came to to earth as well very long time ago yeah they are so good in genetics they 
they bred themselves with local species when they would try to find an emergency world um, after they fled the lion wars. And they would they would bred with anything. Yeah. They're, they're so good. Yeah, yeah there's they're... cat, there's humanoid cat-like beings or like humanoid cat beings, and then there's panther beings that are more six-dimensional and they're upright. They're about 14 feet tall. And then the, the lion beans themselves are 17. The females are around 14 feet tall, but the males are around 17 feet tall. And I asked them about that. I said, what do you do with these reptilians? They, they call on us. And I said, I said, what do you do with them? And he said, we just throw them down and rub their bellies. <laughs> you know, he said, there's, there's not a problem there. <laughs> they're funny too. They have a great sense of humor. They're hilarious. You know, they well, I think that I, I have this feeling that the reptilians fear them. They do. Yeah. When they show up, they just go, Whoop, you know, like we're out of here. But uh, yeah. I would too, just, just their presence. All I have to do is show up, you know, and it's. That's yeah. it. They, oh, exactly. You, you said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty intense. The, uh, some of the, uh, I want to go back to that. We're kind of jumping around here. I want to go back a little bit to this uh, super soldier and some yeah. of the beings that he encountered, because I've had those same encounters and and I just classify them as, okay, you got the little grays, you got the tall grays, which I was, they were really nasty when I ran into them. And then you got about several or three or four, at least reptilian groups out there. And uh, I'd, love, I'd love to cover that because I know he had encounters with those different groups. Well, Stefan and I connected because um, we were both interested in each other's knowledge because what I, I, the, the knowledge I was given about the alien races mm -hmm. uh, corro corroborated exactly his yeah. experience and with the same names and the same description, everything, even the symbols of, on the uniforms, everything. So we are both interested to cross our, our experience and knowledge. So it started like this. Um, well, how I met Stefan, it was in fact uh, throughout a group, a spiritual group based in Canada, who contacted me to to give a talk, connecting consciousness, and he was in it, and that's how we met. We just connected. Anyway, um, so we exchanged emails for month and month. We became friends, and um, one day I did. We, we even stopped talking about Area Fifty One because Stefan Shua so was retired military. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he had a pension and like as disabled because he wasn't disabled, but he was so damaged that he yeah. couldn't work. They really tried to broke him. And during 20 years, I've been uh, chatting now. I'm friend with his uh, partner and uh, she was for she said she's convinced that they killed him. She's convinced of yeah, it. I'm but sure. she's so she said. He needed to leave 20 years to get to meet you and get his burden, just release oh, yeah. his burden and given it to the world. Uh, during 20 years, he's been attacked by uh, the Mitra, who are tall greys, really yeah. nasty, that he met with in Area 51. And since this time, they just put a contract on him, you know, and he he's... He, he, he fought them. He was a fighter. There came a time when he was like, couldn't take yeah. anymore. It was time to, 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 to release the burden. He didn't want to die with, with this secret. Yeah. So he contacted first uh, uh, somebody who is uh, 
known in the ufology um, and this person said oh no it's too dangerous think twice he didn't think twice just ask me afterwards and yeah. this person said you know if you have what say no you would have asked someone else someone else would have been glad to, oh, yeah. to do that yeah. so it, it that really is a burden for me yeah i was gonna say that's a big burden because i i do the oh, same my God. thing when you bring this information out you just go and there's a lot of times there's a backlash and and people can get harmed and things like that so uh, oh yeah i was attacked before as well i mean yeah. During two months, I haven't had news from him. I was a bit worried. Two months later, I have very short email, three lines. Mm -hmm. Could you please uh, schedule an interview for me? Uh, I let you organize everything with YouTube. I am ready to speak. Mm. And I yeah. went, what? Mm. And I, I was saying, are you sure? Because we both knew, he knew. I, I knew what that implied and um, and he said yes yes he ignored my my offer to redraw I three or four times I asked him he redrew he was really determined he was was probably tired of fighting maybe he was feeling that was the end and he really needed to to to, to do it so we scheduled this the the day before the interview well the night before uh, we were both attacked by my trust yeah. Um, interdimensionally, they um, they beamed in his flat in Canada. He fought them. He won. He managed to push them out uh, through a, a portal where they were. They, they came. Uh, for myself, it was two sheep who showed up in front of the house, and uh, my protector, uh, Thorhan, my rescuer, with whom I'm still in contact reacted straight away and just chased the ship and uh was it um but the that was uh, anyway we did this interview on a friday night last month on a friday night um at the end of this two hours interview stefan was released and he was really a burden was out and mm -hmm. i said to him okay i'm going to edit it hide your picture with effects and your voice and everything he said yes but please be quick i said yeah i know on the tuesday i still didn't finish i didn't have the, the time to finish it and on the um, tuesday in the night i received an email from him please we, will you air this this uh, recording uh, finished or not I have, I'm having blackouts and I'm coughing blood. Mm. So, uh, are you sure? I replied, are you really sure? We'll find it. Okay, yeah. your choice. And I, 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 I live on YouTube. That was a Tuesday night. Uh, the following morning, um, he sent me another email. Well, not the morning at night because he had many more blackouts and he was bleeding and he wasn't well and he said i saw the video thank you so much the comments are amazing and blah 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 thank you so thank you and that was the last time oh. days passed i was sending message are you okay are you okay nothing on the next monday his partner um contacted me and by email she said Oh, I'm using Stefan's email to tell you that he, Stefan passed 
on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it was a week after the interview, you know, and a few days after it was aired. So that's the, the condition. I was <laughs> devastated. Can you imagine the guilt? Yeah. It was horrible. I was in a really bad state. And then I uh, received this phone call from this person, doesn't want to be known, but it's someone who's in, a ufologist. Anyway, it's not important who it is, but this, this man said to me, please do not feel bad because it, it wasn't you, like the chosen one. It was, yeah. Yeah. You, you were there at that moment. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But also helped him with his soul evolution because, you know, obviously he was done here. And I know he's, I'm sure he's gone on, you know, for the good fight on another dimension and he's yeah. probably wreaking havoc on him, on him right now. I mean, I can feel that right now. I can feel the energy around that. So he's, I know he's fine. He's doing what he, what he does in a much more unlimited fashion here. So, which is great. The, uh, um, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about the different groups. And, and I know there's a lot of misinformation about Orion because everybody, I mean, there's a gray alliance that comes from Orion and then there was wars. I mean, Orion's a big system and there's a lot of wars in Orion, but there are benevolent beings that are like us that come out of Orion that went through the wars and they're actually part of the helping liberate the earth right now that are coming yeah. in, the Orion Council of Light, you know, people refer to them as the Orion Council of Light and they're six dimensional beings and there's others as well. But uh, I try to explain that to people and they go, oh, it's Ryan, you know, you're, t- you're working with the dark ones. And I said, no, I know who the dark ones are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so Orion is extremely complicated. It's like, yeah. uh, it's, it's a mishmash. Uh, exactly, um, yeah. It's difficult to understand. Uh, I've been explained it. So in Orion, you have uh, the main malevolent, uh, dangerous uh, main thing is the, the Orion, what we call the Orion group or the Orion Alliance of the Sixth, or as they call themselves, the Nebu. These are yeah. greys. These are greys. They are, uh, their headquarters are in the, the, the nebula with, there's a, it's called the cube inside of the nebula it's a portal and it's like a cube stars like it's a cluster in the nebula and uh it forms like a cube and it's the it is called by my friends the the eye of evil because uh, when they say when you talk about the cube they know what it is nobody's been there well oh nobody's came back alive from there so that's that so these are mainly grays it's the it's an alliance of six gray races which are not all from Orion. Yeah. The Mitras are part of it. Yeah. And you have the Mitra comes from Galaxy Andromeda and they are interdimensional beings as well. Nothing to do with Orion, but they allied with them. The mm. Kilitokurt, they come from Vela. It's far away. Uh, Kilitokurt are um, important because they are in Area 51. I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. They are evil things as well. Um, they are, okay. The Orion group, Alliance of the Six, the, the main evil ones. Then you have the Rigel Alliance, mm-hmm. which is also greys, but mixed with reptilians. It's a little entity, but it's which is very nasty and uh, works together with the Nebu, the Orion group. Uh, and 
Then there's a third thing, it's the Orion Grey Collective. Mm -hmm. So the Grey Collective, it's not necessarily super bad. It's the collective of greys from Orion. So they are scared from the other ones. So yeah. they don't really go against them. So they, they try to play it like as they, as they can. So that's for the, the bad side. And then, then you have so many other systems who are suffering from these ones in yeah. the Orion zone. Yeah. So these systems have come up with a, a league they call well, the Black League or the, the Uruana. It's the name how they call Orion Uruana League or the Black League. It's a rebellion uh, league. They, they try to protect their worlds, all the other worlds against these malevolent groups. Uh, and uh, that's the main things. My one of my protectors, who, who looks after my bloodline, is from the Orion zone, yeah. and is an Egaroth, and they are very wise and benevolent beings, part of the Council of Five, and uh, he live he lives on um, Mesa. So I mean, uh, you know, um, Orion it's is mixed. Like... Yeah, it's very mixed there. And I know some of them are best equipped to deal with this because they've gone through their wars and they've gone through, and some of them have overcome these other negative ones. So, I mean, they're best, the best ones equipped with the knowledge and the wisdom and everything else to deal with this planetary liberation and, and getting, getting these guys out of here, you know, because, uh, and that's what I've seen. They don't, they don't mess around. They're just down to business. They, they, they said, we know who they are. We know what their tactics are. We know how they operate and they just deal with them straight away. There's there's no sugarcoating you know, on that one. But the, uh, so you've got the gray alliance coming out of there. Now on the more benevolent ones, we've got the the Pleiadians. Um, well, we have a lot of the Pleiadians, the Orion Council of Light, and they're more six dimensional beings. And then, and then we have a lot of Syrians that come here that are felines, and there's three different levels to those, the humanoid cat, the panther, and then the lion beings. And that's what we've been dealing with in the Andromedans have been coming here quite a bit. And then we have some other beings, I don't even know who they are. I mean, I've seen them. Some look just like the movie E.T. And they're very ancient, that they have the same head and they wear robes. Uh, they're very. What, what's that? Ginvo, I'm going to show you a drawing. Wait a minute. And when they appeared to me, I didn't feel anything negative whatsoever from them. Actually, I they looked bizarre, but uh, if you master your fear and hang out, you know, they'll come hang out with you. Yeah, they do Does look it, similar, similar like that. Yeah. But that, that's maybe not them, but that's the Ginvo. That's a very ancient race, very wise. Yeah, uh, they work with the Council of Five. They are very slow and they're very nice. And uh, yeah, they said they taught the masters. That they taught a lot of the masters on Earth. That they were working with the masters on Earth and things like that. And I said, great. You know, it's like, uh, but yeah, look, there's a lot. There's so many different beings out there. And then we have the on the mountain. We're right up next to this huge mountain, Mount Adams. And there's a doorway, a light door that opens, and and beings come out of that. Ships come out of that all the time, and they told me that there's actually some six-dimensional elven beings that control the door, the light door, 
And so there's a multi-dimensional uh, facility there that has multiple levels to it. And the remote viewers we've had here have all seen the same thing, you know, with no, no preempting, nothing. They were just given a target and they got multiple levels. One, one's like a galactic airport. And, and then there's another level where there's extreme technology that's helping the earth. That's, and you can actually film the energy coming off the mountain and it's, it's helping the earth maintain a frequency. And then you've got all the little inner earth guys on the bottom level and everything from the mythological stuff we think doesn't exist, but does is all happening, you know, there on, on the inner earth. And so, and they, they said that that eventually they're gonna open the doors that, that we'll be able to, but not now, they can't do it now. We're too primitive, we're still too aggressive and ignorant. You know? But when we when you reach a certain level of consciousness that they they said we'll be, you know, joining them. You know, that's one, one of their prophecies, you might say, that they're gonna reunite with the surface. Yeah, that's fascinating. It's the, the agarthons are you talking about? What we call the agarthons? There, in there, there's some ancient Atlanteans and Lemurians that went underground during the cataclysms. And there was already a race of beings that were more etheric. They're kind of half physical, half not. And they merged with them. And then there's a lot of different beings. There's some very tall beings with brown robes that are eight feet tall. And there's some really small little guys that are kind of humanoid, but different. And they have the power. I mean, they're mentally, they're much more powerful than the other guys. And I met with one of them and I, I go, what a cute little guy. And he sent thought form back at me and gave me a headache. You wouldn't believe it. And I go, oh, you're in charge. You know, so, uh, you know, it was kind of a humbling experience when, when that one happened. But because, uh, you know, you see these big, massive guys with robes on, you know, you, you think that, but they're not the ones in charge. But, you know, I saw everything. I saw things in there that uh and the remote viewers started seeing the same thing but there's some areas where they have ships in there they have planes stacked up on beaches and things when they open a door that pulls them in like the bermuda triangle and things like that but the uh um there's so much going on there there's crystalline cities with domes and they have their ships flying around and, and it's they have everything that we thought was extinct is still alive there. They, they've uh, preserved everything. But, uh, you know, there's a lot going, the whole earth is honeycomb with these places. And, and there's, uh, and our, I think there's probably some Agarthans there, but I wouldn't call it Agartha. It's, it's so mixed. It's, it's such a mixed group there. Yeah, yeah. What I uh, understand under Agarthan name, it's all the population living underground but yeah really the deep level and the ancient people of earth the the fourth dimensional and and more yeah. and uh, yeah. the elves as well yeah yeah i live yeah, in ireland and we connect a lot with them i love the elven beings they're they're, they're great i love their energy we have yeah. a lot of fairies we have, we have incredible photographs of fairies here that appeared to people and there's one woman here she's a psychologist and one of them flew right in her face and sat there and hovered and then took off and, and she just had a meltdown. She goes, I, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. She goes, um, these, she goes, I medicate people when they tell me stories like this. You know, I found, she goes, I don't know what to do. And I said, stop medicating them and listen <laughs> to them. There's nothing wrong with them. You know, they, they can see things outside your spectrum, you know? So it, it's really funny. Like, cause we're on a vortex where two ley lines cross 
And so the veils are very thin here. So things, we have Bigfoot constantly coming through here and, and things like that. But uh, um, I feel really good about it. People get afraid of it. And I said, there's nothing to fear with Bigfoot. You know, just, it'll greet with the energy you greet it. You know, if you come after it aggressively, you might have an experience, you know. If you That's come it. at it loving, then it's gonna treat you the same way. You know, it's gonna respect, you know, it's about re mutual respect basically. Really? Now, some of the other beings that I'd love to hear some of the other beings. The um, now the Pleiadians. Have you been working with the Pleiadians? And it seems like their ancestors are the ancient Lyrians or Lyrians. Uh, uh, yeah. So the the what of what I know the the Laans the Laan the 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 feline beings haven't sent a colony to the Pleiades. Those, um, the man system where they originate, the, the feline, feline ones, mm -hmm. um, this man system K62 in Lyra constellation was populated by different species and uh, they all left at the stage when they were attacked by the Sika reptilians. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the, the Pleiades were already a ground of study for terraforming mm -hmm. at that, that moment. So uh, three colonies when they are three different di three different planets but the f not the felines they went everywhere else yeah there, so there were the the ahil the the tall blonde ones with the yeah. big blue eyes the tal looking mm -hmm. like like us humans yeah uh and the um, the nor nor this it's like the tall blonde ones but giant the giants yeah. giant ones with red hair um, a lot they terraformed planets there because uh it was already a study ground and they wouldn't take over a world already with a local um, indigenous life mm -hmm. so it was more ethical so they did that and uh, so when we talk about the pleiadians there are uh they've terraformed a few places in the pleiades but there are two main systems that have be, that have developed really a culture, and the the two stars that we call Taigeta and Alkyoni, but that's our names. Mm -hmm. um, Taigeta, well, it's they call it Ashara. Uh, it's it has the three races, yeah, Ahel, Tal, and Or. Um, so these ones, when they terraform planets, the Tal and the Ahil uh, got in conflict because they didn't agree about the, the choice of the planets uh the tal were not happy because they didn't get the the, the most resourceful one mm -hmm. so uh part of them uh left and they terraformed uh, another planet well they they had their own culture in um alkyoni they, they created the culture in alkyoni so they were renegade tal uh, and then they allied with reptilian beings from mm -hmm. Orion. So I don't know which one they, they are. Rigel, probably. Um, I don't know. Uh, and uh, these ones really hate the other Pleiadians. Uh, yeah. So when we talk about Pleiadians, it's different species, different races, okay. and different agendas. In different times, too. You know, it's yeah. like... I always tell people they talk about a different race and I said, you know, sometimes you can't just ask who they are, when, when are they from, you know, because they have time travel, they had it forever. So they could be popping in from anywhere, 
you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at the diversity on Earth, one planet. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, now that if you talk to the um, Hawaiian elders, uh, most of the Native American elders, especially the Cherokee and the Lakota, um, the uh, and the Philippine shamans and everything, they all point to the Pleiades. You say, where'd you guys come from? Where do you think you came from? And they point at the Pleiades, mm -hmm. which is interesting. So, uh, and so that culture that's in all of our cultures, um, I've seen it everywhere in traveling and working with different shamans and things like that. So it's, there's definitely, now the, the Aboriginal people say that, and have you been to Gosford Glyphs? Have you heard of Gosford Glyphs? No. Oh God, you gotta go there. It's a mind blower. They have the whole history of earth written in stone. And, and it was the first colony started in, in Australia, not Africa. And then they tinkered with the Denisovian man, which is the, the Aboriginal, the original people. And, and it talks about four or five colonizations that happened. And the Pleiadians are part of that too. And uh, the whole history is written and it's written in, in uh, star glyphs and hieroglyphs and another language and they're all similar. And the Egypt Egyptologists could actually read what they're saying. And it, it shows the ships coming down. It shows genetics, the DNA strands, and then it shows the, the humans. And it tells the whole story of what happened. They've been trying to destroy this place forever because it's a history of earth going back 400,000 years or, or more. Well, I read ancient, I read Egyptian hieroglyphs, so I'd yeah, be delighted like to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, Peter Slattery, uh, he's East Eddie, Australia, and he takes people there all the time. I've been there a couple of times. But uh, anyway, so the uh, I want to get back to some of these other beings and your interactions yes. with them. The uh, um, now you've had uh, the what, what were they? I'm trying to, the guys that rescued you, were they, what was their, what was their, where were they from? So they were part of the Galactic Federation of Worlds and they were a crew of different uh, races. Yeah. Human, humanoid species, different races. Um, um, Thorhan, my rescuer, is an Ahel from the Pleiades, Taigeta system. Uh, mm -hmm. Another guy, pilot as well. Uh, there was a lady. Uh, she was from Sirius B, a planet called Mor. I never can pronounce it. Morda. Yeah. Uh, Sirius B system. Um, she was smaller, blonde as well, but smaller, triangular face. Sirians mm -hmm. uh, often have triangular face and yeah. huge eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, a fourth guy was from Epsilon Eridani. He was a Kahel from Epsilon Eridani star system. Um, that's who they, who they were. What I've noticed now, the prime directive is out. It's, it's hands-on now. They realize they can't, they can't just sit back and do nothing. They have to get more involved. Yeah, they, 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 they got more involved. They created this Earth Alliance, yeah. uh, which is an alliance of forces between the Galactic Federation and Earth military, good ones, and some yeah. governments working together. That's the alliance or Earth Alliance. Um, so uh, would that be yeah. like the secret space fleet and uh, most yeah. of these guys? Now, even those, I think the secret space fleet. I'm not sure what percentage uh, are totally aligned with good. Have you ever looked into that? Are they 
have they all so switched around and, and uh, there are, are di there are different space programs yeah and uh, every government um, not every government but many different governments on earth have their own space secret space program yeah and working with different uh extraterrestrials good uh -huh. or bad yeah um so yes that's what i know uh, there are some nasty nasty alliances nasty 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 um, and that's what the Andromedan Council had foreseen, that these nasty alliances would take over and create tyrannic uh, or take over of the, the, the galaxy, well, annoy everyone anyway. Yeah. Um, so on the, the two more, more nasty are, uh, well, the nastiest uh, is the Antarctica Reptilian Alliance between mm -hmm. the Nazis, former Nazis, the Tule, Tula um alliance as they call it and yeah. uh reptilian empire uh and there's also we always forget because we don't know about them because we we did, did do not let them really know the, the 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 blonde the white the tall white humanoids from altair the Ahori. uh altair they, they, it's it's they're very um very nasty people not nasty but they they, they, they don't like us and yeah. sometimes we can see them they're beautiful tall people white skin white hair elegant watch that <laughs> the theologians look theologians, yeah, yeah theologians look like them a lot but sometimes it's very difficult to make a difference yeah so the altairans work with the nazis as well mm. Yeah. So, and uh, and they, they so the Altairans are ambivalent. They also work with the U.S. government, but the the, the dark side of it. Yeah. And yeah. they involved in uh, space programs. Uh, there are off-world uh, military elites and officers already in in other star systems in yeah. Altair and Aldebaran. Mm -hmm. well, Aldebaran, it's more the Antarctican ones. Yeah. Well, you know um that is um maturing and the galactic federation and the andromedan council they just don't want that to develop yeah and the only way to stop this is that we wake up yeah yeah it's, it's <laughs> mandatory that we participate and realize yeah. who we are you know we're not these bodies and personalities running around here we're we're god beings and we have to reconnect to that and, and then yeah. we step out of this the uh, um, I noticed that the my feeling is is that there's something happening. I mean, it's big, and we're moving into a highly energized place in space. And that uh, I got a little message here. Oh, it's good. Never mind. Uh, we're moving to a highly energized place in space, and we're also getting hit by one massive solar flare and CME after another. And there's other inputs of energy coming in, so the whole we're going through a, a total frequency change and a raise in frequency and i know these other guys are really struggling with this because they're not frequency specific to this process it's it's part of the awakening healing process and it's multi-dimensional and and that's what brings me solace is knowing the big picture that the energies that are coming in the higher consciousness and energy that carries universal law with it and these other alliances that are coming in are much more powerful than the dark side and that and that they're they're on their way out you know they're they're but they're going to do everything they can to stay and they're going to probably create as much havoc as they can on the way out 
Bar, are you getting that same information? Or? Oh my God, yes, absolutely. And uh, they, they know they're out, but it's not yet over. You know, no. Pe don't, people must not listen. Those who say the war is over, the light has won. Yeah, no. Yeah. no, keep on fighting. We are yeah. not yet there. And it's going to get messy. It's not yeah. finished yet. It's going to get really messy. But keep still in the storm. Keep still. Keep still. Everybody stayed centered. High energies, high frequency, peace, no disturbance. Refuse fear. Stay within yourself. Grounded as standing stones because that mm -hmm. will pass. Yeah. Thoran always tells me, You have one job, humanity. Rise your frequency. That's yeah. your one job. Do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's really, and that, that's what you need to do because once we, you know, once we reconnect with who we are. We activate our power, our frequency, and we get out of the, ma the matrix, the illusion, you know, mm -hmm. this, you know, veil of fear and everything. And suddenly we, we become who we are. We regain our sovereignty. Our, yeah, so we, we need to do that. And then we, we, we won't be enslaved because, mm -hmm. you know. So. Yeah. That, that's the bottom line. You know, that's what they, they always, they tell me it's all about frequency. You know, and and uh, and you know, we're we're known throughout the galaxy by our frequency as an individual, and our frequency is determined by the amount of love and joy and bliss we hold in our in our fields, and also the fear and the guilt and the unworthiness and all the other stuff that lowers our frequency. And the more we drop that and heal the wounds and traumas and wrong conclusions, past experiences, the more our frequencies rise up. The more our frequencies rise up, we're out we're out of that that realm of that where all the duality and fighting and everything else but i think as long as people have a hard time understanding i said you can be a physical being walking around here and pulling from the seventh dimension your consciousness and uh even though you have a physical body you know it, that, that's not where, what you identify with you're more identified with your fifth dimensional or sixth dimensional or whatever seventh dimensional yeah. aspects you know but we're multi-dimensional multi-dimensional beings existing on a vibrational continuum all the way back to the source and so where are we going to put our head you know where, we, where are we going to put our identity is is where what we're going to experience and i said you're going to be either you're going to breathe things as a god or a goddess or a victim which one do you want you know that's so. it that's it oh my god the words you say it's exactly the words i hear i'm told that's that's it that's yeah. it we are multi-dimensional inter um interdimensional beings so powerful and if we just connect with our light being we are ourselves we are yeah. connected with everything and we are out of here and then and then i tell people that you realize that your identity is what separates you and you're really one with everything you know in the big picture that's what buddha taught all the masters taught the whole universe is within you and when you expand in consciousness you connect with all these other awesome beings and uh, and they'll protect you they'll come in and they'll help they'll teach you they'll help you heal they'll protect you and everything else but in india they have a saying the closer you get to nirvana the more the demons rear their ugly heads so so when you're on that journey, you will be challenged and you better learn how to heal unseen negative influences and maintain your self-authority because, you know, you will be tested on that journey. It just comes with the process. 
Yeah, and it's at uh, individual level as well as at the, the level of species. The challenges are here to make you grow, help you grow. If you had no challenge, you would stay a child. Yeah, yeah, true. They say life rolls your boulders, builds scared, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> I've had some great challenges lately. I, I, you know, I really don't talk about this too much, but I mean, I had a reptilian being show up and shot a plasma weapon at me and the whole room changed into hyperdrive, like sped up. And I saw it coming at me and I just turned like this and it went right by me. And then they came and took him out. You know, the other beings came and took him out. And I go, we have a problem here, you know, but they seem to know it ahead of time, luckily. Uh, but, uh, you know, there you'll have experiences like that. They're sending weird things lately that uh, we've had a lot of challenges with them different. But I know it's I you know I signed up for this. It's part of the process, and and I don't freak out when it happens. Like, oh, that was interesting. You know, like obviously yeah. this again. <laughs> so that's the attitude. That's the attitude. That's what I, I always say to people when you are bothered by these beings, um, especially when talking about abductions. Uh, just stand in your sovereignty and stand firm and said i do not consent get away from my house yeah. leave me alone and they leave if yeah. you're strong enough i, I, always I, tell I, people I promise that. it works yeah i tell people they go well they're saying this well they're saying this and i go why are you talking to them i said i said evil's invited why are you even talking to them i said stop talking to them you know i i said stand in your own divinity I, I said, you know, well, they said, I need to know this. And they try to get you through fear or flattery. Yeah. They use all these things to get you. And I said, stop talking to them, you know, cut it off. It's not going to, there's nothing good going to come out of that connection, you know, and, uh, and, you know, it takes a while. And then they finally figured it out. They, they go, God, what you said was right. And I don't know why I kept talking to them. And you told me it's going to turn out bad, but they're not going to, they're not your friend, you know, they're not they're here to create chaos and everything and feed off of it you know so they, they they're not here for small talk yeah no yeah yeah so so it's kind of you know it's i hate to say it but when you told that story about one of your rescuers and you grabbed the taller gray and grabbed him by the neck and just strangled yeah. him, you know it's like <laughs> I, I, there's a part of me that got a little chuckle out of that you know because <laughs> i've had some experiences it was very uh, surprising yeah 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 you wouldn't expect that but but now that's what i'm saying they they aren't playing around anymore they're saying you know you're if you continue to do this you're going to pay the consequence you know and that's and they're really stepping up the game you know that as far as that but i know they're grays they break very easily they're not they're they're all brain you know they're not they forgot because mm -hmm. they, they they got away from emotions and love is the life force and it's the force that it's the real power and it's the maintenance force and so their bodies are deteriorating and they're just becoming atrophied you know they're you know and if, if if you can break their bond their mental thing they pull on you if you can break that you're dangerous they don't they do not want you you know un un uh, unhooked or whatever or or not immobilized you know because because we are we're very we're very strong and we can and take care of business you know so yeah don't let the wild earth earthling go you know, great problems they are the ones who fear us they are the ones who fear us yeah yeah it's not we it must not be the 
the, the other way around. They are the yeah. ones who feel us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, we yeah, when you're raising consciousness and you maintain yourself very, they can't take you out. You know, they can't put you out in the uh, um, you know, mentally put you out. But I know they those tall grays are really nasty and they can focus the most dreaded energy you can imagine. Like you're gonna die in the next minute, or there's some monster about ready to consume you. That they have that ability and you have to break it. You have to go, not mine. You know, these this is not mine. And then when you break it, they freak out. They they yeah. totally freak out because they can't control you anymore. But exactly. it's interesting. You know, I wanted to leave on a high note. I know we've uh, we just I just got the message. We've hit the end of the hour. It's been an awesome interview. It's been it's been great. Um, what do you see? Um, I wanted to end with uh, like, what do you see in the future happening? I know it's not it's not set in stone and everything else, but the potential there that we have. For, for the future, maybe talk just shortly a little bit about that and then give the any information where people can contact you or get in touch with you to get your books or, or anything else. The future as I personally see it and as my friends upstairs have seen it, have foreseen it on the timeline that we have just taken is a future where all the, the countries on earth all the nations individually as individual nations unite as a federation of countries mm -hmm. and the world is in, in peace and medical science is given back to us because we are missing a century since tesla and yeah. it's been taken from us it's all given back um, the all the extraterrestrial medical knowledge that has been given to us is free for the for the public for everyone mm -hmm. free energy uh, with free energy comes less production cost for food so then food is so cheap or free um, and it's it's a kind of a better world yeah um, and um, that's how the future has been shown to me. Yeah, and I've seen the same thing. And I know where some of that is right now. I know where the technology already is, but we can't bring it out yet. There's something else has to happen. And no, uh, mm. yeah, there's too much opposition right now. And But they are going to fall. But uh, anyway, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you to find out more information or get a hold of your books or your art or any other things? Um, <laughs> Thank you. I have a website, elenadanan.org, not com, org. Uh, that's where uh, the links for my books, uh, my workshops, uh, everything is. Um, I have a YouTube channel as well, Elena Danan. There's a lot of interesting things in there. Um, here is my book, A Gift from the Stars. You can find it on Amazon and there's plenty of other links in, on my website. Uh, this tells my story and... Uh, there's a repertoire of alien races with all my illustrations and all the Beautiful. all the aliens and some uh, a map of the sky as well that was given to me anyway so um this is elinadanan.org and my youtube channel awesome yeah I, it's so wonderful meeting you and a kindred spirit yeah. in this and all i can say is be safe we'll, we'll put you in our prayers and send better protection uh, I certainly 
and accept anything you want to send our way as we're battling these things. But uh, anyway, it's just been awesome. I hope this, this will get out to a lot of people because people are just so hungry for this information as to what's happening. And they do need some hope for the future because things are looking pretty, pretty weird right now, pretty ugly. But I always tell people it's going to pass. This is just, you know, it's a short glitch and it, we're going to we get are we are opening the ways we are the, the, the openers of the ways yeah. uh, you and I and many or many others like us some may fall but some may continue the combat and we're fighting for our children and for the humans of tomorrow and who will live in harmony among the galactic community and okay. um, I'm getting very emotional saying that <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> I get that too. I got I got hit earlier and I started getting tears. <laughs> but anyway, we got to sign off. Unfortunately, awesome having you on the show. We'll have you back. I know there's a lot more information we can get out. And uh, unfortunately, we have to sign off, folks. So this is James Gunn with As You Wish Talk Radio and he said he's Stargate. Keep an open mind, loving heart, and pure intent, and that will get you through these times. Good night. <laughs>